Welcome to Healthy Options, a show about the many many offerings for health and healing, be it spiritual, emotional, physical, environmental, cultural, the list goes on. I'm Cynthia Swan, your host for today's show, and my topic is aquatic integration and Watsu. And in the interest of public disclosure, I want listeners to know that I have studied with my first guest, Cameron West, and I'm going to introduce Cameron. Cameron West is... um, involved and has developed aquatic integration, and she's practiced water-based rehabilitation for over 20 years. And as a teacher of AI and Watsu, Cameron brings to her classes a creative passion for the balance between Eastern and Western practices, and she inspires her students to discover the center of their own rhythm and breath. Cameron currently serves as a director of aquatic integration programs at the Cali Institute for Massage and Somatic Therapies in Ventura, California, the website being CaliInstitute.com. And in addition, Cameron is also the program developer for the Lily Pond Aquatic Center in Cameron and will be in Camden. And we'll be talking more about that when I introduce my other guest who is instrumental in getting this center up and running. Well, welcome, Cameron. Good morning. Good to have you here. Let's let's go right to right to the meat of this. What is aquatic integration, and how did you come to develop this work? Uh, well, I'll start with the definition. Okay. Aquatic integration, and we call it short for we call it AI for short, is a technique that's um, based on the practice that our bodies have the ability to heal themselves when allowed to recognize the potential for movement and alignment in the physical and emotional and spiritual realms. So that's just kind of it in a, in a you know, a short definition. But more in detail, we use the principles of water, such as buoyancy and hydrostatic pressure. And the warmth of the water is very important. It needs to be between 96 and 97 degrees, which matches the temperature of the body to enhance and assist um, a receiver's ability to move into a deep state of relaxation and meditation. So the buoyancy um, supports the body in this zero gravity, or what we call a constructive rest position, and allows the body to decompress both physically as well as emotionally. So the um, water's natural properties takes the weight off the joints, decompresses and lengthens the spine, while the warmth of the water seeps into the muscles and, and joints and decreases the pain and tightness. And so, um, you have a question? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I jumped in too soon. Go ahead, let me let you finish. Well, it's just that the body becomes more supple, and so it's more open to stretches and soft tissue mobilization, and all that helps to increase the range of motion to the body. So, so you have a question? Well, I just wondered how, how you developed, how did you come about to create AI? Um, well, I've been a Watsu teacher for um, about eight years, and I've been doing Watsu for 20 years. And I've worked in um, aquatic rehab for, you know, forever. And um, wa- uh, aquatic integration actually came out of the advanced adaptive Watsu work that I've been doing. So I had to adapt Watsu for working with some of my clients in the rehab um, field, and aquatic integration just kind of morphed or evolved from that work and now has, you know, is a technique unto itself. So that's basically how it happened. I mean, I've worked in, in rehab for years, and 
And this just kind of was a natural... Um, it was a natural evolution, mm-hmm. correct. Uh, what, what actually happens in a session, Cameron? Like, how, if um, you were to talk someone through a session, uh, listeners who've, who've never experienced this work, uh, what might you, you say to them, what a session, wh- what actually could happen? Well, what happens in a session is totally individual. That's completely everybody's experience, the receiver's experience. Um, what's provided in the session by an AI practitioner, the primary focus is the connection to a client's breath and their personal rhythm, because we all have our own signature rhythm. Um, and through trust that's developed and rapport, a natural channel for this rhythmic mirroring between the practitioner and the client evolves. And um, even though the, the training is professional and the, and the experience informs a practitioner's decision, the guide is always the tide of the client's energy. So this, this energy translates to the body in a in physical form and um, in different sized movements or holding patterns. And so within the patterns lie a rhythm and a frequency and a vibration and all the relationship to that whole person. So um, the so practitioner works very intuitively, has to work with... Um, their understanding of the emotional, physical body and how they, they intertwine and weave. So it's very holistic. Oh, it's completely holistic, yes. Um, who, who would be a candidate for a session? And, and who might not be? I mean, is there anyone who isn't a candidate for this work? Well, um, there are some precautions and contraindications. There are very few in comparison to the people who could receive the work. Um, I would have to say that First of all, it's going to be whether a person even wants to do it. <laughs> That's one. Some people just don't like water. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are people who p- perhaps suffer from severe vertigo or um, motion sickness who may not be able to deal with being lying in water. The buoyancy, the movement might make them very dizzy. So that would be one thing. Um, also, maybe um, anybody with you know, a very high fever or any of those kind of uh, logical things, open wounds, anything like that. Kind of like what the contraindications would be for body workers, right? Correct. Even on the yeah. table. Basically the same. And um, what, what can uh, an AI session do for the physical body? Um, you, you alluded it, to that somewhat, but... Right. It's, um, we're working in warm water, mm-hmm. though the body is met in this kind of homeostasis because the, the temperature of the water matches the body's temperature and the pH actually is the same as, as the body's pH at 7.4. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is this, this natural homeostasis where the body's completely met. So what can happen is the person goes to a very deep state of relaxation and meditation because they feel completely supported and met. And from there, the practitioner, feeling the rhythm and the frequency of holding patterns, kind of finds a um, compatible rhythm and works with that. We are able to see holding patterns, and within that, we are allowed. We can go in then and, and work with a, a neurostructural body work where we may help and assist with the realignment um, of the neurostructural system. And so the body in this state of meditation is able to feel it very on this unconscious level, this, this realignment. So a lot of times, um, well, we will. We ask, as a practitioner, we'll ask our clients to 
as soon as they are finished getting out of the pool to take a walk because they have to feel the alignment in their body before they just get back into their car and drive away and then they don't have this opportunity to really actually feel it in their body. That This is all about re-education. Right, and, and it's it, also, but it also lends itself then to like increasing flexibility because of the work and increasing range, range of, of motion. motion. Right, because you're relaxing the muscles and the tissue and you're able to get in and do soft mobilization. Um, yeah, the body begins to to accept stretches, but the whole idea is that you're not doing something to them. I'm not looking and seeing something and go, oh, I'm going to go in there and fix that. Right. I'm, what I'm doing is I'm bringing awareness. I'm allowing, I'm providing a space for the body to identify what it needs. And it makes the decision. All I'm going to be doing is giving um, powerful suggestions. Suggestion and feedback. So you're so as the practitioner, the AI practitioner is kind of setting the space for for for, for all kinds of changes to happen okay. and to be um, and for this work to be integrated at all kinds of levels beyond the physical. Right. The idea is to empower empower the the client to make the decision on a on a physical and emotional level. And a lot of times, this is is it's, they don't even realize what's going on. And that's an interesting point. So, like, in a session, um, what may happen, I mean, to the emotional body or even the spiritual body? Well, once the body begins to feel met, there's this, um, there's this quality of empowerment because it feels like it's, it can identify where um, its own um, shortcomings are mm-hmm. and be able to realize that they have the power to to um, heal themselves. So it's, um, it's very hard to, that's a very hard to qu- answer to quantify because it's going to be so different for everybody. Yeah, I, was, I would think for each individual because their experience would uh, be totally as unique different. as and they are. The practitioner isn't judging or assuming or expecting anything. That This is the, the power of the orientation is that the practitioner doesn't go in with that kind of um, um, mindset. Yeah, it's a little different from like if someone comes in for a body work session and they've, you know, and they have a script and you're supposed to work on the scar tissue or this. This is a very different approach. Different. I may, I may, I recognize that through my training. I I understand um, the tightness and I can understand the holding patterns, but I don't go specifically to that point with this mindset of going, okay, I'm going to get in there and, and change that. I'm providing the space for them to feel what it's like to have movement there Mm -hmm. because this is really movement therapy. And then they can make the decision. It's it's very often that the the client at the very end of the session will go, wow, I just feel so much more open and I feel taller. And I just ask them to close their eyes and feel that, what they've just said, and then to walk around with that sense. So they're beginning to feel and sense in their own body the change, and that's the most powerful thing. Mm-hmm. I, I like how you say when you when you teach, you say, um, "What would you like to receive?" Right. Can and you expand of, on that? Why why you ask that question and why it's so integral in your work? Right. It's the the orientation is is so important because I'm already putting it into their into their hands instead of me saying, "Well, what can I do for you." Mm-hmm. which means that I'm going to do something for my client, is that I'm asking them, what would you like to receive? 
Um, what are you sensing in your body that you need? So that you're actually putting it onto them. It's their responsibility to identify what is it that they want from you. And that's very empowering for them because it brings in participation. Excellent. You know, you speak about, you, you already spoke about the principles of water, but you also speak about the natural world as it relates to the actual session itself. And, um, and, and you talk about the correlation between the natural world and the work that you're looking for. And I wanted you to elaborate for listeners on what you mean by ebb and flow, rise and fall, rotation, what all of that means in the water. Well, um, uh, a practice, in the practitioner's training, the, it's very important that their understanding of their own body and how they walk the earth and move on this earth and an understanding, a deep understanding and awareness of their own body and how we move. That's very important. If we don't have it within ourselves, we, we certainly aren't going to see it and identify it in somebody else. Mm-hmm. So um, we utilize the five elemental forces of movement, which is as rise and fall or, or up and down, mm-hmm. and the ebb and flow, which is um, forward and backwards, and then the rotation. And all of these are represented in the earth. So we have the rise and the fall of the moon and the sun, we have the ebb and the flow of the tides, and we have the rotation of the axis of the earth. So really, we're looking at that we are, are, are primarily just microcosms of the macrocosm. When we study uh, traditional Chinese medicine, there are 365 major points in the body in acupressure, and there's 365 days in the year. Well, there's, there's no, um, you know, there's no science there. It's an understanding. It's, it's understood, that we really are just a duplication. We're three-fourths water. The earth is covered with three-fourths water. We really are a representative of our, of our earth. Mm-hmm. So this is what we work with. We work with these natural movements in our own body, um, understanding that. How, how would, um, when, how, how could a session work for someone who uh, may be a uh, a paraplegic, or a qua- I mean, uh, or a quadriplegic. Um, well, let's just look at the, that. What what happens with that is the loss of movement. Mm-hmm. They don't have it. Um, so once they get in the water, just the buoyancy and the movement of water will give them something that they don't have on land. Mm, a freedom so, that they've probably a freedom that they don't have, even though they're not maybe physically moving their body themselves. When a practitioner is working with them, they're moving through all these different movements, the, the five elemental forces. So the person's actually getting to feel all the range. They may not have the tactile sensation. They may have lost um, touch sense, but they will feel the drag of the water because the water, the buoyancy of water um, um, supports and gives resistance to the body, so it acts like a drag. And that gives the person a sense of body. Mm. because they can feel the tug, and they can feel that the body is being moved around. So it's, um, it's very freeing to yes. have that sensation when it's something that, um, you know, on land they don't have that at all. Exactly. Cameron, I gave the um, Cali Institute website. Do you have another website for yourself or uh, another um, contact um, I have my own website, and that's, um, do you want me to yes, say please, that? Yes, please, please. www.aquaticintegration.com. Great. I'm, I'm going to 
I'm going to introduce our next guest, but I, I want definitely for you to, to wait in the wings here, Cameron, because I want to okay. bring you back in to further this discussion. Great. And I'm going to introduce Vicki Mitchell. Uh, Vicki Mitchell is a certified Watsu and water dance therapist and a Shiatsu practitioner. And Vicki created, and for 13 years, she ran a, a second-to-none thrift shop in Ellsworth. And after selling this very successful shop a few years back, Vicki was all prepared to go in a different career direction. So for many years, she had felt drawn to working in the healing arts. But it wasn't until she discovered aquatic body work that she knew without a doubt that's where she wanted her focus to be. And Vicki has spent the last two years traveling back and forth between Maine and California. And at this point, she has almost a 1,000 hours of training from the School of Shiatsu and Massage located at Harbin Hot Springs, where Watsu was first developed, and I should say by Harold Dahl. We should give him credit for the, being the father of Watsu. And Vicki has an active practice in Blue Hill. And her website is mainwatsutherapy.com. Or she can be reached at 374-2520. Welcome, Vicki. Hi, Cindy. Thanks for joining the conversation. So what is Watsu? <clears throat> well, um, Watsu, like you said, was the brainchild of Harold Dole, mm-hmm. who um, started – he was a shiatsu practitioner, Zen shiatsu, and he started floating his clients in the warm hot springs of – Harbin Hot Springs, um, and from that uh, developed this beautiful um, aquatic bodywork that we now think of as Watsu. And so it's the perfect blending, right? It's shiatsu and water, but it's Zen shiatsu. So it's a, it's a Zen shiatsu is not necessarily point work. It's based on stretching. Okay, thank you for clarifying mm-hmm. that because I'm sure there's some shiatsu people saying, hmm, that's interesting. So also, what the other side, let's go with the other definition because this is another realm that you've studied as well as Cameron in depth. What's water dance? Well, water dance is, water dance is such a beautiful modality. It was developed in Switzerland and brought over to Harbin about, I think, 1993 by... Um, a couple who were, I think he was an Aikido master. And um, very slowly you relax your client in the water, mm-hmm. just as if you were receiving a Watsu session, mm-hmm. and you slip a nose clip on them and gently bring them under the water. Amazing. Now, okay, this, this has to, I have to ask this question now. In water dance, you have to go underwater, correct? You do. Okay, so this might not be a modality for somebody who's scared to death it's of being not, under. It's not a modality for everyone. Okay. Um, now, I've, I've, uh, we're, we're going to speak to Stephen later, uh, Dr. Heiler, about because he's experienced many of these um, modalities, and, and, we'll sp- and we'll, he can certainly add, um, add a lot to that piece of it. But, um, Cameron, I want to pull you back into the conversation. How... Um, you do both, watsu and water dance, and another technique called jahara. But, Cameron, how, how can these offerings differ, and how may they overlap? Um, well, they all have their own quality and, um, and principles, but the similarity is that we're using warm water, of course. Um, watsu is, is as um, Vicki said, is water shiatsu and is done not under the water. And it's, it's intimate work. It, there's a lot of holding postures that are very close. 
Mm-hmm. So it's very nurturing work. It's very round work. It's very close work. Would you and say it's, it's very, very yin? It's very zen. Very zen, um, okay. Yeah, but we're using the, the water as the mother, and that's what we use in Zen Shiatsu as a okay. mother hand when we consider the water as being the mother. So it's very nurturing, very round, and very in, and there's a lot of holding positions in it that are quite close, and it's beautiful work. Um, in the water dance, um, you know, you are working completely with the breath. So once the breath is established and the compatibility and you understand the, the rhythm of the breath, then you very slowly start to introduce the underwater work, which is completely up to them when they go, you know, are actually going to go down and actually going to come up. The, the practitioner is completely watching the body language for that. And um, So the practitioner doesn't... Um when you say you're watching, you're you're again you're reading the person. This is all coming from the person that you're working with, right? It's it's there's this nonverbal communication that's going on, where the person is is telling you when they're ready, mm-hmm. and you're working with the breath. So you've established this rapport with the breath and understanding of how long is their breath, how big is their breath, how full is their breath, how deep is their breath. Um, the breath is everything. Mm. So how they overlap and how they move into aquatic integration is aquatic integration has been very influenced by Watsu and water dance and has been very influenced by Jahara. I don't do Jahara myself, um, but it's been very influenced by Jahara. And that's that's, a, that's where, another technique that we haven't really spoken to about. Right. That's it's where there's an, uh, what they call a third arm, which they use a, a noodle for under the legs, and they use it for... Um, for helping to expand the body by the drag of the noodle mm. under the legs. And so Jahara brought that really to the Watsu world and to the, the aquatic world, I should say, better. Um, this very Zen quality of this very slow, completely slow movement, always towards the head, we call it head lead, mm-hmm. and, um, and brought body mechanics to the work. He's an incredible practitioner himself and teacher and um, is really the one, I think, that brought... Um, our understanding of the body mechanics in this aquatic work. He's, he's wonderful for that. Excellent. Now, in, in AI, you're utilizing certain props. You, you can or, or cannot. I mean, it's, you, it's optional. You can, yes. Because we're working, um, it's not primarily for rehab, but I feel like aquatic integration has married the clinical aquatic work with the alternative aquatic work. And so even though it's not our focus, to fix something, mm-hmm. um, as maybe a physical therapist will look more with, you know, an established goal. Even though we're not working from that place, that's very much a part of the work. So it is utilized all over the world in different hospitals and rehab facilities because it's, um, it does have that ability to focus on that mm-hmm. and the training. So um, how these other modalities have influenced it is that it, they bring in the alternative elements of the being present instead of doing something to the body, working completely with the breath and the rapport of, the, of both your breaths being com- compatible. Um, and then there is underwater work as well in the aquatic integration. So we're working with, we've combined the clinical neurostructural body work with the alternative um, sensing, feeling, and Zen approach. And that's how they've influenced the work. And that's the name, too, integration, because it's that's pulling exactly on all of these. That's exactly why it's called that. It integrates a lot of different 
um, it has its own philosophy, which is really, you know, blended a lot of different philosophies together, and theories as well. We we, we speak of Jung, um, and we we deal a lot with uh, Bonnie Bainbridge Cohen's um, body mind centering, mm-hmm. and uh, so we use a lot of other theories as well. And and I kind of make a joke of it. Well, all I've done is reorganize it and added water. <laughs> so. Well, I I would argue that you've done more than that, but. Um but no, I, I hear you. Well, it is. It's because it's a blend of the Eastern work, but also your point work, your myofascial release, like you said, breath work, your PNF patterning. I mean, all of that is in there, is in AI. Right. And so an aquatic integration practitioner has um, some in-depth study on being able to understand holding patterns and habituated postures and, mm-hmm. and you know, how would we work with that on a clinical alternative level. level. Exactly. I'm going to bring Vicki back into the conversation. Vicki, how is it, how did you come to do this work? I mean, I know in your intro you said it was time to make a, a different life change and a focus, but what, what was it about Watsu and water dance that just kind of grabbed you? Well, first of all, it was, I love the water. Mm. And um, a few months after I sold the store, I fell off a horse and injured my neck wow. and dislocated my shoulder. And I had tried everything, and it wasn't until I found Watsu that I... Where did you find Watsu here? I was, uh, I was at a spa in Costa Rica. Ah, okay. Yep. Yeah, it, it is. It's international. Yes, this. yep. And I was walking by the pool and uh-huh. saw a session, and I was floored. I stood there and watched it for about 45 minutes. Wow. And knew immediately that I had to have a session. And I, I had three and came home and decided that was it. I was heading to Harbin. And, wow. And now, how did you, you find Harbin? I mean, did they tell you? Well, I, at, at the end of the week, the practitioner that gave me my sessions at this spa had lived at Harbin for 10 years. Oh, wow. Okay. And he was an amazing therapist. So he said to me at the end of the week, you need to study this. So I just decided that that was it. And so you started with Watsu and then went into the water dance? Or? Well, no, I, I had, I've had three Watsu classes. Um, I've had Jahara healing dance, um, different um, presence of being classes. I mean, there's, it's a pretty... So it's, it's, it's much, it's like a whole developed program, you're it's, saying? It's it a whole just program. Like oh, yeah. So, so it's it's not like an a la carte menu. You're talking no. about a whole for the certification. It's a whole. That's right. It's it's package. a it's a thousand hour program. That's that's a that's a big investment. It has been. It's been a lot of um, time and energy heading back and forth to California, but worth it and very rewarding. Yeah, sounds it. Um, what, Vicky? How do you um, and the client determine if the treatment's going to be Watsu? water dance how how is that decision arrived well people need to ask for a water dance and it's not i don't think it's as known i mean when people see the word water dance they a lot of times though i get a lot of phone calls when is your dance class in the pool oh, oh and yeah. um I see that so they don't really understand what it is yeah so and i actually um i don't I don't ask clients if they're interested. I, I really feel like it's important for them to come to me um, and ask about having a, a water dance session. And why is that? Is it because it's underwater? Because it's, it's really an intense therapy. And even if a client thinks that that's where they want to be is underneath the water, the body often can give us a different signal during the session. 
So, I mean, it's it's not difficult in any way, but it, it can be. It's such a profound therapy. And I think it was you, Cameron, that had said a few weeks ago when I saw you that it's one of the most powerful ways that we can meet ourselves. Yes, I remember Cameron saying that in um, that class. Yeah. And um, I remember, yeah. And Cameron, you want to want to expand on that? Um, well, Vicki's doing a pretty good job. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do, I do recall you saying that when you're underwater, it really is coming home to yourself. Well, you know, the most intimate thing that we do is um, our breath. It's the first thing that we do when we come into this world, and it's the last thing we do when we leave. Um, and to be able to share that with another individual so intimately, because you really do have to be completely um, um, entrained to the, to, to the client's breath. But when the client is under the water, they can actually hear their own heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty powerful when somebody um, knows that they um, have this quality of breath through their whole body. And once the body becomes so oxygenated, it, it begins to feel as if it doesn't need it. Mm-hmm. So it lets go of that control of, oh, I have to breathe, I have to breathe, I have to breathe. Um, so there's this amazing sense of rapport and trust that starts to happen to the with the practitioner and the client. And, and, and so, therefore, they're empowered by this, that trust, which is, you know, is an issue for a lot of people, trust, mm-hmm. um, and allowing somebody to um, have... It, it's not really that they have control, it's that they're dancing with them. Yes. And, um, and when they let go of that feeling that somebody has any control over them, that they really are participating in this incredible dance, um, it's very empowering for them, and that's really where I feel, for me, when I'm under the water, um, is where I just come face-to-face with who I am. Indeed. Most people also describe the experience as one of the most profound, joyful, and blissful experience they've ever had. Well, on that note, we're going to take a brief break because I want my next guest to, to join us in the conversation as we speak more about how these modalities actually feel. So we are talking about Watsu and uh, about aquatic integration. You're listening to Healthy Options. I'm Cynthia Swan, and we're going to take a brief break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Cynthia Swan. You're listening to Healthy Options, and we're on WERU 89.9 Blue Hill and 102.9 in Bangor. Our discussion today is Watsu and Aquatic Integration, and I have introduced my guests Cameron West and Vicki Mitchell, and I'd like to introduce my third guest in the mix, and it is Dr. Stephen Heiler. Dr. Stephen Heiler is a cultural anthropologist who has spent large parts of each of the past 35 years conducting research in India. 
His specialty is Indian women's identity and empowerment and a survey of Hindu ritual and ritual art. He is an author of several books on the subject, and he is also very involved with alternative healing therapy, and he himself was trained as an Ayurvedic massage therapist. He has recently founded Lily Pond Aquatic Center in Camden, which is literally right next to the YMCA in Camden, and six therapists are presently being trained to practice aquatic integration in this space, which opened to the public on January 13th. Welcome, Dr. Heiler. Thanks. It's great to be here. Well, Stephen, you have been a recipient of much of this work. So... Yeah, I think it's probably been 14 years um, of receiving... uh, Initially, Watsu, and more recently, last few years, aquatic integration uh, and water dance. I am a joyful recipient. <laughs> I have been so lucky. I think the first time I ever had uh, Watsu was in Santa Fe, New Mexico, at the Ten Thousand Waves, a spa, and it was so transformative. It was like, yeah. oh, I'm home. You know, it's sort yep. of like, sort of like being back in amniotic fluid, as mm-hmm. well as being stretched in the most comfortably wonderful, exciting opening ways. It just, it, it really is a, I think that's the word, it really is a joyful experience for me. I can, I've been so many times where I just can't stop laughing or smiling greatly, although, you know, you can get a little water up your mouth if you're yeah. not too careful with that. But. <laughs> But so it feels like just this release or do you feel – is it that you feel like the, a child or just this freedom? Sometimes or? I feel like a dolphin. I often have. Oh, it's just nice. There's this feeling of, of leaping and opening and, and joy in the water, which is unlike anything I've ever had. The fact that you're being um, – uh, you're buoyant and you're being mm-hmm. held and nurtured, that's that feeling of uh, – as Cameron said, the water is your mother and there's that feeling of, of – uh, profound nurturing that would be that sense of mother to child, mother to baby. But there is also that opening up that, uh, you know, the dolphin um, uh, metaphor is your, 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 your whole body, my whole body is, is released in ways that enable it to move on um, ways you couldn't in land. And, and that right. I couldn't in land and haven't been able to otherwise in much of my life. I can only imagine what it might be for a person who's really physically disabled. Luckily, I'm not. You know, mm-hmm. I just have some sort of the normal aches and pains of, of being an American uh, adult male, uh, middle-aged, you know. Mm-hmm. But imagine what it would be like where you, you're really, your movements are really bound uh, mm-hmm. by gravity and bound by a disablement or, or through an accident or whatever, to, to, to have that joy of movement in water. It's, it's unimaginable. Mm-hmm. Now, Stephen, do you have a preference? Like, do you, do you prefer Watsu over AI? Or how, how do you determine when you go to a treatment what, what you'd like? Well, you know, um, uh, I, Cindy, I, I didn't even know uh, the first many times I was given a, aquatic integration, I thought I was receiving Watsu, and the practitioner just didn't tell me. And um, there... Th- there is a difference, but it's a subtle difference. I think Cameron has brought into um, the whole uh, aquatic therapy uh, realm uh, a very mm-hmm. subtle integration with other modalities that that simply it's simply a further expression of that that joy and movement and that sense of nurturing. I don't I. I would be glad to go for Watsu again, and I'm 
delighted to be able to uh, receive uh, aquatic integration. And I also have, have had quite a bit of um, water dance even back in uh, Santa Fe 12 years ago or so, uh, although as far as I know, nobody was calling it then. Um, and the one thing I wanted to say about that is that, uh, is that the, the uh, patient, the client, has such a sense of security in being treated that you're, I'm never um, in fear of not being able to breathe or getting water up my nose. Mm-hmm. I joked about opening right. my mouth and laughing mm-hmm. underwater. But, right. but really, the practitioner in all cases, of everyone I've ever been to, and it's probably 14 different practitioners I've received wow. from over these years, um, that um, there, there always is a, a deep sense of caring and making sure that I'm at ease wherever I am. So breathing is not an issue. For me then, because over a period of time I felt so at ease in the water, then the practitioner was able to take me underwater because my breathing felt natural. Mm -hmm. My confidence in the water felt natural. And it just wasn't exciting to think. I asked, is there a way that I could go underwater as well? It seemed like the natural thing, being Mm -hmm. a dolphin there, that I would leap under the water as well. But Mm -hmm. um, I can certainly understand for a person that might be afraid of water or afraid of breathing that that wouldn't be right for them. Right. But for you, it was a joyful experience. It is always a joyful experience. In all in all of that. Um, and, and that's really why I wanted to bring it here to Maine. I, I kept thinking, you know, oh, I, you know, I can go to California or, or right. New Mexico or mostly in the West, uh, mm-hmm. Colorado, Wyoming, and get, and get um, this amazing treatment, but I couldn't find it here. And I kept asking and trying to find it. And, and then finally, it was a little bit of bringing the mountain to Mohammed, I, uh, Mohammed being Maine. Right. Um, the, you know, there's, I couldn't find it here. Uh, and, there was an, an, a need to have it. And then, uh, coincidentally, Vicki here uh, began creating her own pool at the same time that I began creating ours in Camden. So we now have two uh, places here within a relatively short distance in Maine, and I hope that more will, will come up elsewhere. But yeah. it is, it is a, a wonderful uh, I think you. I think actually, too, Vicki, isn't, doesn't, isn't there another pool in Brunswick? <clears throat> or is that opening? Um, I think that Emily... Uh, who is the practitioner in the Augusta area has a pool in it's the Augusta. summer in, okay. in the summertime over there and yeah. then i I think <clears throat> there might be a pool in Bethel i I think there is too because I do believe there's someone else so I mean this is kind so of growing happening. and expanding in yeah. in maine so From maine really to is, california pardon me That's, it seems to maine to California yeah that bi coastal yes. well here here Cameron is cameron you're you're a bi coastal person you're you're in <laughs> California and you're in Maine, and it's it's great to have you in in both yeah, places. I, did you I say that Cameron was here doing the training for the? I mean, yes. This, yes. Yes. That Cameron and and you can speak to that. How how did that occur? Let let's take the conversation further, Stephen. You decided you wanted Lily Pond because you felt it should be here in Maine. And at that right. point, y- this there was a, wasn't... It, yeah, this was over know. a period of years. A couple of years ago, I decided that I wanted to share the vision and... Um, um, helped three uh, m- different alternative health practitioners, um, two of them massage therapists, one mm-hmm. a yoga master, to uh, go to California to take some training in Southern California, not at Harpin Springs. Mm-hmm. And um, at that time, they met Cameron. Um, 
She wasn't their primary instructor, but she did give them a day's instruction. Um, they got all very excited about her and about it. Um, sharing the vision helped. Then about a year ago, I came across a property right next to the YMCA in, in Camden. Um, my mother was, a little over a year ago, was dying. Mm -hmm. I was looking for some place to put my energy into creative mm -hmm. healing, I think very unconsciously, mm -hmm. and ended up buying the building and converting it, uh, putting in a 20-foot uh, circular pool and it's a nice space and uh, so we brought Cameron here uh, for training and actually we were already, Cameron and I were already in discussion about this. When uh, last March I was returning from India, I stopped in Thailand for a little R&R &R at a hotel that had a wonderful s new spa mm -hmm. I was walking through the spa saw a pool in there and I said what's that about? And she said oh this is for our Watsu and I said, oh, you're giving a Watsu here? And I, sa I said, I'm doing, I'm building a center in Maine. And she said, oh, if you are, you should meet Cameron West. She's <laughs> the finest person for advising you and teaching you uh, about uh, and aquatic therapy. And this is out therapy. in Thailand. This is in Thailand. So I thought, well, Small no, if world. that isn't serendipity. <laughs> so luckily, we were able to uh, bring Cameron here. And uh, I think it's been a marvelous uh, match. And, and the official opening is... Uh, January of 2007. Yes, yeah, and Cameron will be out here again. Actually, Cameron, you're coming out in, in a week or so. Oh, about a week, right. Yeah. So um, coming out to be here. To continue uh, the trainings and, and make sure this for the certification of the uh, women that you've been training here these right. last right. months. Right. I just want to speak to something really. Um, I completely want to thank and honor Stephen for this um, beautiful center that is, is being realized in, in Camden because it's been quite an ordeal yeah. <laughs> to get it up and running, believe me. Um, but it's an uh, amazing healing space that's being it, created. It, it is already, and it's going to be, um, I think, a destination um, place for people to come to experience um, these modalities and also as well a training center. Um, I, I think it will be a destination point for a lot of to, to come study and study there, as well, but also people to experience. Well, from the from a lo locality, you know, from the local standpoint, it's really wonderful that it's literally right next to the Y in Camden, and the Y um, offers um, uh, hydrotherapy. And we're hoping to it. The building, you know, it's it's so high profile being right next. The the Y in Camden is a place where really thousands of our of our extended. Mid-Coast community come to work out and take different programs and different classes, et cetera, um, kids' programs. And just to be able to be so, cl so close to that, and I mean... A stone's throw yeah, away. Yeah, <laughs> 40, 40 yards away um, or less, our, our door from their front door, um, is, is just marvelous that we can really... The purpose is to make it a part of active community, not just something that's sort of new age, um, something that, that represents a highly cultivated kind of therapy that, that few people might want access to. We're trying to make this part of mainstream if we can. Which brings me back to you, Vicki. So here we've talked about Lily Pond, and you've got a space in Blue Hill. Yeah. And what, uh, how, what, were th what are the requirements? I mean, it, it, when we spoke about this earlier, you said, well, you know, there's not really a requirement, but there were considerations I had in putting the space together. So share with listeners what, how, I mean, how does a, your Watsu pool differ then from a Y pool with the idea of, um, of, of the temperature aside? Because I'm certain that 
Watsu pools has already been stated several times in our conversation. They need to be warmer than most of the pools we go into for other activities. Well, um, some of the major considerations were, of course, that it, that the pool be visually beautiful and just aesthetic, and also um, energy efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, having a pool of that temperature in a cold climate is yeah was took a lot of research, <laughs> right? And um, as you know, yes. Stephen, yes, um, I was so grateful for Energy Works. We have ten solar panels on our roof, wow. and the the building was built with all environmentally sound materials. I mean, the roof it looks like slate, but it's tires. Oh wow! And um, and. So, and also, uh, through all my training, I, I just realized how sensitive I am to chlorine. I mm-hmm. just could not see myself in a chlorine pool for the hours that I'm in the pool every week. So When you would be giving sessions, yep. right, because you would be more, you're, you're in it, obviously, more than someone coming Well, and also, so many people are so sensitive to chlorine, so that was another consideration. So there isn't any chlorine in the pool. What are you using, saline? I'm, no, I'm not using a saline. I actually am pretty sensitive to saline also. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's an ionizer mm-hmm. and then um, just some non-chlorine shock. And, and everyone showers, and mm-hmm. we ask them to wash their bodies pretty thoroughly before they come into the water. And uh, the water's been clean and just beautiful. Great. So, Excellent. Is it circular? It's a round pool. Are most of the Watsu pools circular? Well, it doesn't really matter. But the nice thing about a round pool is it's an efficient use of space because the, the movements lend itself to a round pool. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, those that, I, I, that I've been acquainted with have been round. But I, has that I've, been your experience? No, actually, the first ones I was in uh, for the first number of years were not. They were rectangular. And, you know, our pool is 24. Feet in diameter, yours is 22 feet. Mm-hmm. Certainly, it's possible to have a, a very effective uh, aquatic treatment in a much smaller space, and I have um, eight by or by six, even or eight by ten. But it's a lot nicer to have There's one in a round space. Yeah, and, and anyway, it's sort of it's, as Cameron was talking about the the kind of. Um, um, motherly or feminine aspect to the water. There's a there's a the roundness fits with the whole you know the whole concept. I yeah. think it's just it's just a very nurturing shape. <laughs> well, Cameron, I want to bring you back into the conversation because you also um, have your own space in California, uh, your own pool as well. Correct. Is this the pool where you do the trainings out of? On um, the West I do Coast? have trainings here. I have my private practice as well. This is at my home. And I'm in California, so of course I don't have to to worry so much about the cold. But I do have a um, a 20 foot above ground round pool, and it has a dome, a 10 foot high dome, completely covering the pool, so I can mm. treat in rain or cold, or even though our cold is nothing like your cold. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's the Aqua Zen Center, and it's here in the, the Ventura County area in California. It's about an hour north of Los Angeles. Um, so I'm in Southern California. Great. On, on a more personal level, let me <clears throat> bring this back to both both of you, Vicki and Cameron. Um, does doing this work as a practitioner, Cameron, has it changed your life? <laughs> you know, it's funny because I was going to mention this, that as a teacher, this is probably the one single thing that I hear the most from my students as we sit around in our circle at the very beginning of a class. Um, and we introduce ourselves, and 
invariably you hear, you know, when I started taking these courses, it changed my life. And so all of us who are involved in this work, absolutely, when you hear that or when you hear yourself say it, it it's just, it's, um, it, it completely resonates because it does change our lives. I, I can speak honestly to most of us that that's the feeling that happens because you really do have to um, become so much more aware of the nonverbal communication that happens and be able to read in yourself as well as somebody else what's going on with their physical and emotional body. So just being able to key that deep into that level um, just you know, changes your whole perspective on, on life, relationships, um, your movement, um, breath. Mm. And you always, <clears throat> you always come back to the breath, Cameron. Is it because it's the first thing we do and the last thing we do in this lifetime? Uh, it is our most in- intimate relationship that we have. So, yes, it's, um, it's everything. It connects the mind to the body. So it's, um, it's that bridge and that access to um, moving into a more quiet, peaceful space. So it's profound, and it's, um, it's for me, the quality of life um, can only be enhanced by understanding the quality and quantity of your own breath. Mm-hmm. And Stephen, you want to add something? Well, I just wanted to say not about the breath so much, but uh, about um, being a recipient of uh, of aquatic therapies. I would say I, I've been the happy recipient of lots of different body work for my entire life for the last mm-hmm. forty years. Um, and uh, you know, I, I go for massages regularly wherever I am uh, and different things. Mm-hmm. I, there's nothing to compare to this. This is like the summation of everything. This is like, I mean, it has very much changed my life to be the recipient mm. of of uh, aquatic therapy simply because I, I can't, you know, it's kind of, I'd still like massage. I still mm-hmm. like other things, but it's kind of hard to go back. It's impossible to go back, really, because once you've had this, you know, as you said, Vicki, you know, it's just, it, it, it does change your life, you know. Every time I'm in the water and I'm quiet with someone for an hour, I feel changed, yeah. which is so, so much the beauty of the work. I mean, I've had massages where I've chatted the whole time. There isn't any of that. It's just complete silence. There's nowhere to go but in. It's There's, such beautiful work. I, it's so beautiful. It, it reminds me of a quote. Cameron, do you remember that quote you had in the class? Oh, the stillness? Yes. Right. There, there, there's a quote that you have in class, and it's something about also not – about the not speaking, that it's like the, a, a lot of what is really important is the silence, the in-between spaces. Right. And that's what I'm kind of hearing everybody around the table also. Even the in-between the movements, where that stillness, like, like Cameron was just saying, it's so important to have s- silence on every level. Is it that people, I, I, I've certainly not been a recipient to the extent that any of you have, but in my nodding acquaintance as a recipient, it... Um, it moves things uh, with, it, or it moves things within me emotionally. That's why, yeah. That's why it's transformative. It, it changes everything. Absolutely. That's what I mean. Yeah, it brings <laughs> us on every us. level. Yeah. And I remember Cameron, you said something about. Um, well, you say it better than I. You said something about the water takes it. The water takes it. 
Yeah, you were saying <laughs> you you said something about it. when when you have an emotional release, even if you get to that point where you have an emotional release, whether it's laughter or tears or uncontrolled laughter or tears, that it's um, that it's not a reliving of it. It's that no, something right. about being in that modality of water. Right. There's such support um, within all those principles, and also within the the um, environment that the practitioner is 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 um, providing is this just this relationship of support that when things come up for somebody whether that be happiness or sadness or anger or whatever emotion that is that it tends to instead of um, coming to a point where it needs to be acted out or relived it just kind of moves through the body out the body and into the water so the water is this great absorber and it kind of um, mutes or helps that emotion to just kind of um, move uh, and dissolve. It's <laughs> probably a better word for it. It is definitely one of the gentlest ways to work through grief, fear, anxiety. Absolutely. Yes, I agree. In the few minutes that we have remaining, I kind of want to go around the table. And, um, Stephen, we've yet to talk about our contact information for Lily Pond. And I had that. That was right here, wasn't it? Oh, no. And as, <laughs> as, I, as I go through my pages here in front of me of contact information, let's go around the table. And um, Cameron, can you give your contact information again to listeners, please? Sure. You mean my my California one? I, How they can get? <laughs> I get, travel so much. <laughs> I know. Well, well, any that you're willing to share because you literally are all over the world with this work. Um, right. Well, I, it, let me just say this: if anybody's in California and would love to um, experience this work, I'm at the Aqua Zen Center. Um, I live in um, Fillmore. That's F I L L M O R E, California. And my phone number is eight zero five five two four. One five eight zero, and I'd love to uh, invite anyone and everyone to uh, experience this work if they're in California and love to see them. And you'll be back up at Lily Pond doing uh, also. I'm, doing, right, I'm going um, to be there for a month. I'll be coming in um, January. I mean, on December seventeenth or so, and I'll be staying until after the opening, January eighteenth. So, you know, if anybody'd love to come up and book a session, I'd, I'd great and happy to treat them. Great. And Vicki, your contact info? And well, I can be reached at uh, 374-2520, or uh, I'm easily contacted through my website, um, mainwatsutherapy.com. And you're up and running and getting and, uh, sessions yep, my, currently. Yep, I have my facility and has been finished since July. And you don't require a doctor's referral. People can call directly, oh, no. and that's oh, no, true absolutely. for Lily Pond. Okay, yep, so course. they just call directly. And Dr. Heiler? Yes, uh, Lily Pond Aquatic Therapy actually... Um, I mean, excuse me, a Lily Pond Aquatic Center, we, we recently changed our names. So we need to get a number. You can contact um, our uh, director, Cindy Yodick, and her number is uh, 207-441-9588. We're also in process of setting up a, um, uh, a website. We think that will be... Um, well, they could probably put in a Google search Lily Pond. Lily, yeah, Lily Pond Aquatic P-O-N-D, Center. Aquatic yeah. Center yeah, that would do it, it I, I'm in sure. A Google search. Uh, that'll be up and running uh, by our opening in early January, at least in some state um, mm-hmm. stage. And uh, we have um, 
six practitioners now being uh, trained, and they come from many different um, walks of, of, of life in the sense of training. So they bring in different different modalities themselves. And I, that, to me, is very exciting. Vicki gives a, 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 a breadth of experience herself here uh, in Blue Hill and down in Camden. I think that our practitioners will bring also many different um, facets that will be valuable for different people. So call and find out what might be right for you. And it will continue to grow. In the few moments remaining, I also want to go around the table. Cameron, I want to start with you. Parting words, comments, anything that maybe hasn't been addressed or said or something that you'd like to reiterate about this work that you do? Boy, we've covered it pretty thoroughly. Um, you know, I, I, I'm kind of speechless at this point. Well, if you had <laughs> to sum up, if you had to sum up the quality of this work in just a sentence or so, um, or something you might want to leave people with, is there like a mantra or anything? Right. That, you know what I'd love to do is just give that quote that you were talking about, and it's a Rumi quote, and it's it's one of my favorites, and for me oh, please it do. does, does um, kind of pinpoint what happens. Um, there is a space between voice and presence where information flows. In discipline, silence, it opens, and with wandering talk, it closes. Mm. So that will be my, my, uh, my end quote. And that is beautiful. And thank I want to thank everybody for listening. This, is, this has been great. And thank you so much for joining us. And um, Dr. Heiler, any parting comments, thoughts? I didn't expect to come next. Um, I, uh, well, Vicki pointed I, to you. Yes, I know. <laughs> I would just say that um, we are so fortunate in Midcoast, Maine, anyway, to have so many different choices of, of healings and such an openness to possibilities. I would encourage those of you that are interested in the can to come and try this, whether it's in Blue Hill or or Camden, or, or wherever it might or be, or Brunswick, Augusta, because Bethel. it really is a, a, a chance to open and transform and have joy and experience. Excellent. Thank, Thank you, you Stephen. That was perfect. Thank you, Vicki. And, and Vicki, any, anything else you want to add? Well, I, I just agree with Stephen. I, I think that this is a, a beautiful modality for anything from stress relief to a, a serious therapeutic N- need, right? Need. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And it helps a lot of people. Yes, it does. Well, on my part, I want to thank all of you. Well, I want to thank, thank you, Cameron Cindy. West, Dr. Stephen Heiler, and Vicki Mitchell. Thank, thank you, you all for joining us today on Healthy Options. And thank you, listeners. And I just want to remind you to listen to Healthy Options the first Wednesday of the month at 10 a.m. And please always remember to exercise your healthy options. And special thanks to Joel Mann, Renaissance Man, who engineers this program for us. Thank you.